Hello and welcome to the I'm Walking Here podcast. Come and listen as some idiots talk about sports and give their takes for a while. Hey, Bryce. Yeah. How much would it take for you to take a punch from Mike Tyson right now? About $10. Oh, man, really? You are uh, <laughs> I'm down bad. bad. Life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm down so bad. I might fuck around and do it for free. I, th- I thought... I said I would do it for five grand, and people said it, thought I was lowballing it, but you're just... Listen... Maybe maybe he could just hit the reset button. You know, like you turn it off and turn it back on. Yeah, that's so basically what would happen to me. You go to the hospital and like you're legally dead. You just kind of come back, you know, a few minutes later, and it's like just erase my memory from the concussion I just got. You know, I wish that was how concussions worked. True, that's not how they work at I all. I really wish that was how they worked. If you get enough of them. You know, I, I think there's more problems at that point, though. That's the thing. Yeah. But yeah, you know, risk-reward, you know? I, I guess so. <laughs> that's that's kind of like chopping off the arm to save the finger. I mean, risk-reward. I, I suppose you're right. That's... Anyway, welcome back to another episode of Unwalker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm your resident Masshole Zoysian Kizik, joined by my good friend, the New Yorker Bryce Olds. Um, Bryce, you're down bad right now, but let's talk about some sports, because... True. I need to be down even worse. Yeah. Just kind of, you know... Yeah. I, I, I <laughs> was going to say something a little more witty, but I got nothing, so... So that's the concussions. That's that's all the concussions? That's Yeah, takes away your wit. Yes. Although I was never a witty person in general. it's. Anyways, we got some sports to talk about this week. We got some football to start with. Uh, NFL Week 12. Uh, we talked about the two Thanksgiving games last episode, but we do want to go back to the Texans-Lions a little bit just because the Lions finally did the right thing and fired Matt Patricia. Honestly, I think it was... about a season too late. Well, yeah. I think we talked about it last week, right? Or no, it was the, the news broke on Saturday. Or no, we didn't talk about him getting fired. We talked about how they should, should fire. Yes, and uh, uh, you know, I don't know if the Ford family is you know listeners of the show. No, I think they're li- well. Ninety nine percent of football people who watch football had the same sentiment. Like yeah, it's a- but in my own personal head canon for the NFL this season. The Ford family listened to our episode and finally realized, hey... True. That is good canon. Fire Matt Patricia. It's good um, for the brand. Very good for the brand. Um, But, yeah, I mean, Matt Patricia, like we said, does he never had the locker room. Everyone hated him. It was time. Remember when he showed up to practice on an ATV one time? That was only one time? I feel like he's the kind of guy that would do that, like... I, I know there was one time he did it, and like, it was because he had surgery on his ankle or knee or something like that, and he physically could not walk. But I don't know. That's just kind of a, kind of funny to think about that. Like he just rolled up to practice in an ATV one time. 
Would you, could you imagine your head coach rolling around the whole field on a wheelchair? That's kind of funny. That's, that is, it's kind of fucked, but kind of funny at the same time. Well, if it's, like, not permanent. Yeah, if it's not permanent, I guess I can see what you mean. Like, I'm trying to imagine, like, I don't know, I mean, yeah, like. Imagine John Madden going out there trying to coach a team. How old is John Madden, right? He's got to be in his 80s. Yeah, I think he's in the 80s, 70s. He aged like milk. Yeah. John Madden is 84. Hey, the White Sox just did it. Well, he wasn't 80s. He was late 70s. It's still... Yeah, LaRusse is... Tony LaRusse, I think he's 74. Still way too old. He is 76. Yeah, a little too old. Especially uh, for a young team like the White Sox. But we've hammered that point into the grave, so... Um, I don't think we gotta go to... I'll be honest. After the stint as a head coach, I... <laughs> I don't see why Patricia would ever have an opportunity again. Because was the team good? No, he never had a good team, but, like... Was the defense ever good? Because, you know, he is a defensive-minded coach, after all. No. But... Uh, was there anything remotely redeeming about his tenure no. as head coach? Not because really sometimes the record... The record doesn't tell the whole story. It doesn't sometimes when your record's bad it's just because listen nobody's going to win with this team and i'm not saying that a, a coach could just come in and snap the lions into this contender but when you have a coach that every player in the organization hates it, it, other organizations see that too and yeah i i can't see him getting another opportunity at head coach I don't think, at least not anytime soon. Um, I just don't understand why you would go from firing Jim Codwell, who he went like 9-7 and seven the last three or so seasons prior to him being fired, for a guy who won like nine games total. The, the thing is, like, it, it was, you. they fired Caldwell really for the Marvin Jones argument. Like, you're not getting past mid. And I get that, but in this case, it just was not the right move, because Caldwell was much better than Patricia. Oh, significantly better. I mean, it was just, there's no competition. No. So I just, I don't understand what the Lions are planning on doing. Um, like you said, no one's really winning with this roster right now. But if they hire the right guy and they actually make some good moves, because they also fire their GM. Yeah. So they are full-on resetting. You know, maybe we'll see them back in a couple years as, like, maybe a, a playoff team, fringe wildcard team. I don't know, but that's that's going to be a little while. But this week was interesting outside of that. Yes, there were some interesting games to talk about this week. Uh, which ones do we want to talk about, Bryce? Because... Um, I'm pissed about the Giants. I mean, they were going to win that game no matter what because Burrow was hurt. They almost didn't. I wish they didn't. Um, the 4-7 and seven Giants are a playoff team as of right now. They are in first yeah, place, aren't they? Yeah, they have the tiebreaker over football team. 
because they've beat them twice. Half of their wins are from football team. Yes, they have beat football team. Uh, yeah. It's our first, I think it's our first um, out-of-division win. Did they also yes, this is our first out-of-division win, because the other three wins are against football team and the Eagles. And then no Daniel Jones this week, most likely against Seattle. I don't think they beat Seattle with Daniel Jones anyway. So, I no, they they definitely um, not. watch them actually pull it off with a backup. Week. Whoever they who are they starting this week? AJ McCann. I don't know who the fuck they're gonna start. It still could potentially be Jones, but it's unlikely. Um, if I had to guess, I mean it would probably be. Colt McCoy. Cool. Oh, Colt McCoy. That's what I was thinking. I'm not AJ. I don't think McCarron's on the Giants. No, McCarron's with Dallas, I think. I don't think he's there either. In case he wouldn't be, but. They would have played him over Ben DiNucci, right? Isn't that fucked up that AJ McCarron has a playoff start? AJ McCarron is with the Texans, not Texas. different Texas team. All right, but um, yeah, it's you know practically the other side of Texas, but <laughs> no, that is kind of fucked that AJ McCarron does have a playoff start. It... He has a multiple playoff appearance. He came in for that Steeler Bengal game, didn't he? Uh did he? I don't when, think. So. I swear, Dalton went down. They put in McCarron. Or maybe that. Was... Oh, you know what? It would have it would have been. It was like end of the season. I think he actually might have multiple playoff starts. No, you know what? He only had he had one playoff start, and it was in the 2015 postseason. Um, it went about as well as you expect. You could expect, but um. Yeah, he does have that. Them Raiders, <laughs> Jesus Christ, man, that's just terrible. Oh like, how about them Raiders? Um, wrong, you know, bad bird team. They're both bad, though. You, you can't, you can't let the Eagle or the Falcons do that to you. Sure. You know, either team you shouldn't be letting do that to you. And the, this Raiders team is supposed to be a playoff team. Isn't it crazy how Julio Jones spot, just is just yeesh. gone now? Like he doesn't do anything anymore. He, I don't remember, but even even if even even. Even with that, like dropping forty, could you imagine I'm three years ago sure the Falcons the dropping way. forty plus without Julio? I mean, if this was like the twenty sixteen team, yes, but I think that just the future. Now. The future is now, old man. Really I think Calvin Ridley's just defense. clearly the guy there now. I just well, don't think. Know, I mean, not using Julio anymore, we will gladly here in Foxborough. There's no point to bring Julio to Foxborough because it's not like you have the QB situation completely figured out. 
Well, you don't have that figured out. Well, I mean, well, yeah, you can have a good receiving core, receiver, but if you don't have a solid QB so situation, it's not really going to do anything. <laughs> Justify you know, it. Fuck it. We just, we're just vibing, you know? Man, I think the Colts, the Colts need to be later, on but, pack watch a little um, bit. They got their ass beat. I don't know. No, no. AJ Brown had a good yeah, game and all, but Brown, Derek fucking Henry. He just did things. Oh my god. I, I mean, just what, are we, what, what are we gonna say he's, about Derek? He is like right three grown ass men. Times before already, Derek Henry is a grown ass man. Exactly. And I'm gonna say one this. I, I we'll we'll talk about the um, Wednesday game in a second. But I just want to start with the Browns because I actually think this about both of the. I actually think this about most most of the NFC North. <laughs> they are so like they're so fraudulent, like. The Browns are just barely scraping by really shitty teams. I don't think the Steelers are like scrapping with RG three. Like I come on, man. Honestly, none of the teams in the AFC North scare me in the slightest. The Steelers have a good defense, yes, but they're playing dog shit teams and barely scraping by. Cleveland, like you just said, come on. They they almost blew it to the Jags. They're one in ten. I do not take this team seriously at all. And Baltimore, I don't know what's going on with Baltimore. I know they, they had a big COVID outbreak recently, but what about the weeks before this outbreak? Like None of these teams are even late. I'm wait. I cannot wait for the Steelers to play the Chiefs. No, they're not. They're not doing anything. I can't wait for the Chiefs to play the Steelers. They might have to run into them playoff time. No, they don't even play them. I thought they played them this season. Uh, I guess not. They're gonna. They'll probably run into them playoff time if. The Steelers don't get knocked out earlier by a team that they massively play down to. And the, uh, the Chiefs are going to win that game <laughs> so handily. When it doesn't happen. This is going to sound really, really good in a few months when we look back at this. When the Steelers actually show that they're not frauds. But no, I'm... Well, we talked about this last week. Colts are a little... A little sus right now, but I'll, I'll hold out faith in them right now. And the Bills, those are the only legitimate teams that they still have to play this season. So yeah, they could likely go 15-1, and 14-2, 16-0. But like... Unironically, yeah, I heard that a lot last year. Being the worst with the Packers. Or 14-2 team we've ever seen. I we mean, heard that a lot last year with the Packers, but I think they said the Packers were the, the worst fourteen and two team ever. And then the Saints, who also went fourteen and two, lost at home in the first round. So, yeah, it was it was in Minnesota. That was to Minnesota too, wasn't it? Or not Minnesota? Fucking um, was it Minnesota? They lost like Kirk Cousins. 
That's right. They they did lose to Kirk Cousins. Kyle Rudolph touchdown. Everyone was saying that to Michael Thomas. Um, yes, I remember now. Yes, this Steeler team. That's right. Is there? I I have no faith in them. I'm gonna be honest. Come playoff time when they have to face a Chiefs, or they have to face. I don't know. I mean, a lot of. I'm gonna be honest. I don't have a lot of faith in any of these AFC teams. I think most of them are kind of just bad. And then there's the Chiefs, of course, where they're gonna run away with the AFC again. It's gonna be even worse than last year, though, because it's not like they're gonna nearly blow it against Houston. I don't see any team remotely competing with the Chiefs coming out of the AFC this season. Like, this is going to be a shit show and a half for anyone that tries to take on the Chiefs. And I don't see anyone in the NFC that really compares either. I mean, the Saints maybe, but QB situation is looking a whole lot more sus than last year. Uh, Terry Kill. And then I guess there's like the Packers too, but... I don't know, their their defense, I don't know how they're gonna stop Tyreek Hill, how they're gonna stop Travis Kelsey, how they're gonna stop Nicole Hardman. I just I don't I don't see anyone in the NFL that really compares to the Chiefs right now. Hey man. Even the Chiefs got that random ass loss, you know. I guess. Like, I guess. I mean I can I can excuse a random ass Chiefs loss because I know they're you know, I know what they are. I don't know, man. I just don't trust a lot of these NFL teams to get the job done. Like, I mean, we're talking about the Chiefs-Bucks game. Like, the Bucks made a good comeback, you know. But, but like, I, man, Tom, I just, Tom Brady just does not look good. I know Tony Romo's out there every week doing his best job to, you know, dance for him, but he really don't look that good. I think he's not quite the biggest problem with the Buccaneers right now. I know he's not playing great, but... No, he's not playing great. I, um... I don't think he's the biggest problem the Buccaneers have right now. This defense um, is rough. I mean, we saw what Tyreek Hill did, 200 yards in the first quarter. Barely to be fair, yes, he... the record, but... I mean, he he went crazy in that first quarter, but really after that, didn't do that. I mean, he had another touchdown, but... I think, honestly, if they wanted to, they could have just kept airing it out with him. I think they just stopped because they got conservative, which I don't... Almost believe. cost them the game. It almost honestly. cost them the game. Like, I know they didn't want to run up the score or anything, but they barely won this game. That might be why I could probably never be an NFL coach because I would just not give a fuck. I would score crazy amounts of points. Like, I would not care. Like I wouldn't like wear my QB out or anything, but like, well, I'm, fuck. If we're I up wouldn't 20... be comfortable until I was up at least four scores, especially against you know a team like yeah, the Bucks who have enough. an offense that they can put up a lot of points very easily. So, um, Andy Reid's just a very conservative coach, and that's gotten him burned many times. But it almost cost it, him the Super Bowl this year. He, he got almost it should be. If if Matt if Mike Shanahan and Jimmy Garoppolo were better at what they do, it would have cost him the Super Bowl. To be honest, yeah, yeah. 
but uh, we we all saw how that turned out. Um, they're. I wish Andy Reid got more aggressive because this Chiefs team is so much fun to watch. Isn't it crazy how there was a Super Bowl this year? I, well, you see, I only remember certain aspects of that night, and not a lot of it was football-related. Um, I do remember that there was a Super Bowl played this year. And from what I remember, it was actually a decently fun Super Bowl. It was all right. It was probably one of the better ones that we've gotten in the last, like, four or five years. I don't know. We've had some good ones the last four or five years. That Patriots-Eagles one was actually sick. It's just, it was very fun until it suddenly was, wasn't. It was very unfortunate that it was those two teams playing. But it was a good Super Bowl. Patriots Rams, Jesus Christ. Yeah, that, that one's was straight fun. melatonin. What was before Pat's Eagles? Was that That was Pat's Falcons. Was that really back to back? It really was. Dude, the Patriots went to three out of four. True. And they, were, they barely missed out on going four in a row. Ah, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's crazy. Just, it's just sick of seeing dusty-ass Tom Brady in that Super Bowl. Thank God that's probably not going to happen this year. That one's going to look fun in the best of, too. I doubt it. I just I don't know, it's see not, it. It's not going to happen. It's it's not going to happen. Just, I just don't see it. I just don't think they're that good. No, like, they're, they're good. They're like a B-tier team in the NFC, which, you know, good for them. They're kind of figuring out a team identity, but they're just not going to compete with the Packers. They're not going to the, compete with the yeah. Saints. We know they're finding, not going to compete with the Saints. Finding your team identity is fine at all. It's just Tom Brady's 43 years old. Like He doesn't have that much time to figure out the team identity. Which is really a reason why his market wasn't like insane. Because there's a lot of the teams that you would think would he would fit at are these young teams that yeah, are fighting their identity. A lot of these teams already had a dedicated starter at this point. Like, there were only a handful of teams that were really needing a quarterback this offseason that weren't in a position to draft one. And I think the Buccaneers were one of the better fits for him. So I'm not going to say it was a bad signing because this team did need a quarterback. And I think a veteran QB would fit better in this system than just having a rookie go balls to the walls. Now, I don't remember what position the Buc- the Buccaneers drafted at, like, what, pick 12 or something like that? Yeah, I think they I might remember. trade it up. I, they could have traded I mean, they could have traded up, but... um, Not this year. I don't think they did this year. No, they didn't. They drafted where they picked. But, I mean, when you're looking at the quarterbacks that were available at that point, I mean... Tua, Herbert, and Burrow were all gone, and that was the big three. No one, I don't think, were there any other QBs really worth looking at there? You, you no. could have taken, like, Jordan Love, but that's a massive reach. And then yeah. Jalen Hurts, God, no. Jacob Eason, James Morgan, definitely not. Jake Fromm. Could have went with, fuck it, Jake fuck it. Ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. Maybe take Jaguars legend Jake Luton. I don't Jake know. Jake Luton. 
But, like, I don't think that there was really any way you could realistically take a quarterback there and have any better success. And it's not like there are any better free agent quarterbacks this offseason. It was a weak market. It was a weak market, so Brady was the best that they could get. And I think the pick 14, by or pick 13, rather, they went with a... They did actually trade up. They traded up one spot to get Tristan Wirfs, but... I mean... beside that, That's beside the point. I just... Arians... Here's the thing with Arians, is that he's good for QBs that aren't, like, great. Like, he'll improve a QB that's not great. Like, look at... Carson Palmer played his best football under him. Winston really... I mean, you saw the 30 picks, yeah, but he threw for thousands and thousands of yards with 30 touchdowns um, as well. Uh, but the thing is, Arians, Arians is good at elevating QBs that aren't that good's game. Tom Brady is not one of those QBs. Like you can't, you're not gonna, you're not gonna teach Tom Brady anything new. Uh, at this point, he's been playing the game twenty three years. Like there, I mean, longer than that technically, if you count his D one time. He's just not someone you can teach new tricks to, and you don't have to. It's Tom Brady, like, his football IQ is about the only thing he has left, so he may as well use it. Yeah, I, I'm i not really sure what they've been doing. I, I don't know. I don't know if the play calling has really been suited to Tom Brady's suit, strong suits. Because I think he still can read a defense. He can still, you know, he can make me underneath throws. But... This whole, like, trying to implement, like, an air raid offense with a QB who has traditionally never been the big throw kind of quarterback. I'm just not really sure I agree with this decision making. And everyone's blaming it on Arians. The thing is, everyone, it's all Arians' fault. The media loves Tom Brady. They're never going to say it's Tom Brady's fault. Or at least most of the media. Uh, You know, you have the Brady, like, haters as well but is it Arian's fault I would say Arian's is trying to do what he knows because it's not like Arian's has ever been given a fucking Tom Brady level quarterback before like it's not, it's not like I mean he's worked with like Carson Palmer level like Carson Palmer wasn't bad but like no, he was a Carson Palmer was a solid quarterback, and he turned him into an MVP candidate. He was an MVP candidate a couple of those seasons, but he was never been anywhere close to a Tom Brady kind of quarterback. No, so you may as well just let Tom Brady do Tom Brady. And if Bruce Arians isn't going to do that, I guess I I let let him go. I guess the thing is, Arians already retired. Like it's not like he's a young head coach. That man is out of retirement to do this, so... That's true, yeah. He he wanted to do this, so I don't really know. Well, I don't think he knew he was going to get Tom Brady. He just went to the Bucks. That's true. He was with the Buccaneers for a season before then. Um, I, I just don't know if Arians and Brady... They're really not the right fit for one another. And I don't know who would be a good fit for Brady at this point. But, I don't know, I think more teams are trying to go the Andy Reid route of, like, getting speedy wide receivers and trying to just go super 
pass, but well, Brady's always worked best in a balanced offense where you have a decent enough running game to where you don't just have to rely on your wide receivers and tight end. Yeah, they wanted where you can actually. They want to do the chief model. A lot of teams want to try the chief model of airing it out to their speedy slot guy, but then they find out that their speedy slot guy isn't as good as Tyree Kill, and they find out very fast that their quarterback is not Patrick Mahomes. So it's it's hard to implement that if you don't have a quarterback like Mahomes who can just bomb it deep, and a speedy wide receiver who can come down with that, which is why. I don't think it's a good idea to keep doing that unless you're absolutely certain, yes, this team can implement the Chiefs' offense method of just, fuck it, Tyreek Hill's going to be down there somewhere and just let that thing fly. I I just, and I mean, we saw it that the, the Bucks lost to the Chiefs. The thing is, the Chiefs, the Chiefs are just so balanced. The Chiefs are balanced. I mean, that's the thing. They're sneaky balance. Like you, when you think Chiefs, just like, oh yeah, they're gonna bomb it to Tyree Kill. Sometimes they do, but they have a very talented running back core as well. That offense is balanced on a technical level. Like they can't hurt you on the ground. They can. Yeah. So it's Arians. I I understand that. Like yes, we have this very elite receiving core, and Tom Brady may as well air it out, but. I mean, Tom Brady's never been an aired out quarterback. He can throw a deep ball sometimes, but if you're relying on Brady to throw a dozen or so deep balls a game like Mahomes does, more more than that for Mahomes. Mahomes does way more than just 12 deep balls a game, but that's beside the point. You can't be relying on Brady to just throw a deep ball every other play. You can't you just can't. It's never been his skill set. And if you're doing that, you're not utilizing Tom Brady right. And the thing is, they act, the Bucks really do, when they want to, have a very good ground game. Ronald Jones has had some very big games this year. Uh, he's, he has, yeah. So, uh, just use him. It's not a trick. Well, in this game, it's hard to use him when you're down er, when you're down three scores early. It's hard to get a running game going when you're thinking, all right, our defense can't stop a nosebleed, so we got to at least try and keep pace with them. I understand that, but... I mean, Jones got nine carries that game. And he's one of the more underrated backs in the league. So I think you should at least try and establish a run. I get that you can't just go conservative when you're down three scores like that. Yeah, when you're down three scores, it's different. But, but like, it was the when you're in the quarter. first quarter, you're down 3-0 with, like, 12 minutes to go in the first. Why send fucking bombs down the field? Yeah, there's no point. And especially against a team like the Chiefs, when you're playing the Chiefs, the goal is to keep Mahomes off the field, which Tom Brady knows very well because that's what the strategy was when they met the playoffs in the AFC Championship. Um, the strategy was keep Mahomes off the field. Why send right. the ball deep in the first quarter constantly when the, when the guy that is going to kill you is out on the other side. There's just no point. Like, you may as well, in the first quarter against a team, like a Chiefs, just run. Just pound it. Like, even even if it doesn't work that well, you should at least be trying one run for every... One to two runs, really, for every, like, three-down set. 
in the first quarter until you go down or if you go down. If you go down, that's different. You need to throw, but if it's a close, if it's a one possession game and it's early, really no reason to not run. And it's not really. And it's like the Chiefs' run defense. It's like it's not insane. Like it's the Chiefs' defense is solid, but like nothing, nothing like I'm gonna write home about. It's like, yeah, they've got the key pieces, but there isn't anyone in particular on that defense that particularly scares me, other than maybe Frank Clark, who I think is a little overrated. And Tyron. That's for neither here. Honey Badger, yeah, he's again solid safety, but this ain't 2016. I like, yeah, like they don't have an elite run defense. Like it's good, but it's not like you're gonna get a few yards a run. At... I mean, if Ronald Jones is averaging almost seven yards a carry, keep it going. Yeah, you just gotta ride the why, running back. Why wouldn't? There's no problem with it. Like that's honestly what you should be doing as a team like the Chiefs. Any team that's quarterback heavy and offense heavy, run at them. I mean, even if their run defense is good, you could still take a lot of time off the clock. You know, I just I don't understand why teams feel so pressured to try and keep pace with the Chiefs so early. It does, I mean, I get it. I get why they want to do that, but it's just not a good idea to stress out over things like that. You know, if you just do your thing, you'll be in a better position. I'm not going to say you're going to win, but you'll be in a much better spot than if you start stressing because, oh, hey, Mahomes just threw an 80-yard bomb to Tyreek Hill. Well, we're going to try and respond immediately. No. Don't do that. Trust me, if you try to get in a shootout with the Chiefs, you will not win. It's not going to happen. No. The Rams almost did it two years ago. Yeah, on Monday Night Football. That was that was literally the two best offenses in the league at that time, and probably two of the best offenses from the past decade. So I don't think that is a wise strategy. I don't know. I'm not an NFL head coach, so I don't exactly, you know, have that sort of information. But I, I don't really know what teams are doing trying to keep pace with the Chiefs like that. I think the last game we could talk about from Week 12 is that Pats Cardinals game, which you must be so annoyed. I, I feel like I say this every week. Bro. I'm just not... We literally snatch victory from the jaws of defeat, and there's no reason to do this. I... The first time winnings actually hasn't benefited you. Winning does not help us here. We are currently in third place in the AFC East. We are three games out of first place, plus the fact that we already we would lose the tiebreaker to Buffalo, seeing that we already lost to him this season. We still have one more bout with Miami, who's probably going to beat us. We have another bout with Buffalo, who's probably going to beat us. It's probably going to be more than probably. And then we got about the Jets, who... The Jets fucking stink. Yeah, you'll beat the Jets. But hopefully we'll beat... You know, I don't even know if I want to say hopefully we'll beat the Jets. It was close last time. 
it, it came down to a game-winning field goal. So, like, we can handle teams like Baltimore and Vegas, who right now neither of which are in a playoff spot, but they are in a much better position than we are. But then we'll struggle against Houston and the Jets and the Broncos. Now, granted, yes, we didn't have Cam Newton for the Broncos game, but that that hasn't really meant anything this season because Cam hasn't been good. So I just... I, I do not understand. They're just, they're, just a, they're just a team in the void now. They're just in the void. There's not really... There's Literally. no real direction right now. I don't think there's a plan. Um, I don't think they planned on losing Tom Brady. And after that did happen, I just don't... I just don't think they knew what they were going to do. Um... And this is really, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen with them. I don't know what they're going to do. They're absolutely, they, I mean, no matter what happens, they're far out of getting any of those top QB prospects. Um, And I don't think they have the pieces to trade up for one either. But I don't know. I mean, aside, unless they like throw draft capital into a deal, I don't think they're going to be able They've to... They've never do that done either. that. They don't... They're not... Bill Belichick... Yeah, they, they don't They don't trade up. They usually trade Bill, back. Bill Belichick's so not going to make... That's what, I'm, that's what I'm scared of. That's why, that's why I didn't want to get a mid-round draft pick where we didn't get... You know, if we're, we're probably just going to get, like, pick 15 or something like that. No one's going to look very attractive there, so we're going to trade back. We're going to just... Draft day as a Patriots fan has traditionally sucked because we'll wait uh, hours for our first round draft pick, fully knowing that this guy might just suck. Because we have drafted, I'm not going to say dreadfully, but we haven't drafted amazingly in the first round as of recent. But oftentimes we will wait hours just for the Patriots draft pick to get selected but we find out that we wound up trading that draft pick for second round draft pick and a fifth or something like that because we didn't like anybody at at that pick which granted that is the right call I imagine if you don't see your guy there don't reach on somebody you don't have to but it is a bit of a buzzkill knowing damn we waited three hours just to see that the Chargers took the guy that a lot of us wanted at the pick that we traded. <laughs> that does suck. And a lot of your, you're right, a lot of your first-round picks haven't even been worth that weight in the last few years. We've had... Uh, so... We haven't had any great picks in the last couple of years except maybe Isaiah Wynn. Isaiah Wynn, he's looked very promising. Has a hard time staying healthy, but... Realistically, we haven't had a first-round draft pick that was, like, really good since we had Chandler Jones and Dante Hightower back in 2012. 2015, we had Malcolm Brown, who was all right. He was fine. Isaiah Wynn, 
solid offensive tackle, but like he's had injury issues. Sony Michelle, sometimes he's good, sometimes he's just out there doing cardio. And then there's Nikhil Harry, who I can't even say he's doing cardio because he hardly even stays healthy enough to do cardio. So I I don't I don't know why this team stinks at drafting in the first round. When we'll get gems in the third, fourth, fifth round. But we just can't evaluate top talent for shit, apparently. Yeah. This seems weird. For next week, we have some interesting games. Not not really. The slate actually kind of reeks. Patriots, Rams, Thursday night next week. We'll talk about We'll talk about that really, like next week. Next week, I we can because it'll be after. Who we think wins? Well, that's that's gonna be a. That's next. Oh, week that's fourteen. Games, Sorry, wrong schedule. My bad. There's no Thursday. Yeah, we're, we're week thirteen right week, now. Thank God. Uh, week fourteen, we'll talk. We'll, we'll get to that very soon, eventually. Azubil, uh, Bob, but like but, next week. This week we have Colts Texans. Texans need to win out if they want any hope to do anything. Even winning out might be not be enough, but um, I think well, they are the they are in the hunt. We know that the only teams that are eliminated they are, the are still in the hunt. I think the Colts win though and end those chances this week. I don't see the Texans being able to get by a team like this. Colson needed to bounce back away, and I think this is where they do it. Uh, it might. I think a. I think a loss here. Let's see, they are four and seven right now. Seventh place. I think that would mean that they are done. Because well, right now the Colts have the seven seed. If they win that. I think in theory they could, but it's very unlikely, and they'd need so much to fall into place that theoretically they would still be in. But I mean, I mean, A and eight teams rarely ever sneak in unless they win the division. And usually that's just when they win a trash yeah, division. So I don't, I can't see that happening here. And then we have Rams Cardinals, which is interesting. I think both teams are coming off the loss. If I yes, because the forty. I mean, the Cardinals win. need win. They just need they need win. They need to win games. I mean, the losing to the Patriots was a really big blow. It, no one wins out of the Patriots winning a game, winning the that game against the Cardinals, like. The Cardinals needed that win to, you know, stay competitive with the other teams in the division. The Patriots need to lose so that their eventual first-round draft pick that's going to wind up being in the late te- mid-to-late teens is going to be... It, it could have been, you know, better. I... Whatever. Yeah, I'm just over it. Um, other remotely interesting games, not really... I don't know. Do, do you see anything else that piques your interest here? Or... I guess not. 
All right, and I guess if there's nothing else to talk about NFL, uh, we can move on to the NBA. Uh, not a whole lot to talk about in the NBA, except for one massive kind of head-scratching trade. Um, so Russell Westbrook is now a wizard, and John Wall is now a rocket. Um, I think the worst part of this trade is Russell Westbrook is going to wear number four. That is going to be weird, isn't it? That's gross, dude. No, that's not the worst part of this trade. So this trade, um, you've said head-scratching, but actually it's the opposite. It's the only trade that could have made sense for either player. Uh, Westbrook didn't want to be in Houston. John Wall didn't want to be in D.C. The contracts matched, and the Wizards had to send a first... I get. Because... I, think, I think it was the first that I was a little more confused about. Like, well, I here's guess... why. Do you want to? You really want to know why? It's because sure. John Wall has basketball in two years. Like he just has not played in an NBA game in two years. If he had been playing the last two years with no injury problems, I bet it's a straight up trade, which is rare because we don't really see that anymore. But that's who it is. If he's been healthy, but the the fact of the matter is. He has not played basketball on a professional level since 2018. Um, so he's a question mark. We know he was good. We know that he had talent. It's just now he's now he's a question mark because he's been injured horribly. And like I just has said over and over, has not played. So that first is really compensation. Um, now, now Westbrook so. may be bad, but... He has played basketball pretty consistently the last two years. Um, he's very he rarely misses games. He's just one of those players. And John Wall was too. He's just he has been hurt, so that's unfortunate. Um the trade, everyone hated it because it's awful for both sides. It doesn't help either team. But I guess that's why it's a good trade then, because it is awful for both sides. So that neither time neither team's exactly winning that trade. So well, I guess it. Well, here's the thing: the Wizards are probably now a playoff team, and they probably weren't going to be if they didn't do this. So technically, are they the winners of this trade? It's possible. Um, the Wizards are probably going to make the playoffs with this roster. The East is not very strong once you get past the top four or five, and. Yeah, I guess they could sneak in with the 8 seed. They might be a 7, 8 seed. I mean, it's possible. It, they're not going to do Oh, no, they're going to get but... destroyed. But I, I guess if you're setting expectations for the Wizards, fringe playoff team right now should be where you have them. And that is technical improvement. So... You know, and the I Rockets, so. I mean... The Rockets are a fucking disaster. Like, they are just... They are a complete nightmare right now. This trade does not help them. Their answer for getting rid of Westbrook... Their their answer for John... Sorry, not John Wall. Their answer for James Harden's new number two is if it's not played basketball in two years and has terrible knees. It's not going to work. Honestly, I see James Harden potentially being out of Houston maybe by the end of the season. 
I think it's very possible you see James Harden not even in Houston anymore, either by the end of the season or by the start of next season. I mean, if they really are about blowing it up right now and just kind of resetting on everything, I think you just got to deal hard and you can get oh, a you good can, return. Okay, there's, like, I think I've said it before. There's no winning a trade for Harden if you're the Rockets. But you can minimize the damage by getting yeah. a good enough return. If you can get a good return, you're not going to win that trade, but... It's a lot harder for an organization to be hurting after trading Harden. If well, here's the thing: it, picks back. It's if they're getting two first. It's similar to what we just saw the Pelicans do, right? Like you're gonna trade Harden for some very good young talent, and the team you trade him to is probably gonna win a ring or two, maybe even fucking three. Who knows? Um, that organization's gonna be successful and win rings, and you're gonna you're gonna rebuild again to be in that position high draft picks good young talent what the pelicans did was it wasn't dumb did did they win the ad trade no but are but did the organization get a, a new foundation and basis and are they going in the right direction because they trade ad yes and I think that is what the goal needs to be for Houston right now. You know, I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree that if they need a foundation. It's not that Harden can't win. It's that he... I don't know if there's... To be fair, okay, it was a lot different with AD. AD was completely unproven in the playoffs. He's a lot younger. Um... And he was never really given a team that he could win with. To be fair to AD, Harden has had many teams that he could have won with and didn't. Um, and I'm not counting OKC because he wasn't by any means the leader of that OKC team at all. Not even close. But, yeah, he, he's had many opportunities with many good teams to get a championship for Houston, and he didn't. Could he go some... If he was traded to a team that was good, uh, he would probably win one. It would probably be like the KD situation, really. It'd probably be more like KD, except he'd be traded, not just leave. I guess so. And a bit older than Kevin Durant at that time. Yeah, that's that's... That's also a bit of an... But it's not okay. Harden's age really doesn't fucking matter because he's still a top three MVP candidate every single year, and he's going to be again this year, most likely. Yeah, I, I guess we'll see. I don't know. I do not want to be the Rockets right now. That's really all I know. Honestly, I think if I'm the Rockets, I have to look at this the team... And I gotta think. All right, can we win no, what we got right now? Close. Which the answer is gonna be no. I think if you're looking at the future of the franchise right now, I think there are teams that are willing to pay a king's ransom for Harden. Why not deal him? See, clearly they do not want to. They're not planning on trying to build a championship roster right now. This that's a future project. 
you know, they've got a good amount of first-round picks, I believe. I don't know how many they have exactly, but they do have some draft capital to work with in the future. So why not just blow it all up? You know, just start from the start from the beginning. Just build up something new. Because clearly, Westbrook and Harden wasn't getting it. Oh, it's never going to. So I don't know why that trade was even made. I genuinely am lost. Well, if you're gonna if you're gonna just blow it up, blow it up all the way. Don't just stop at Westbrook. I think I think the thinking is Westbrook was a necessary um, thing to get out because his contract is just hilariously huge and he's just not that good um the thing with Harden is he deserves every penny he's like he is a fun like he's a top three player in the NBA skill wise anyway um no reason to really get rid of him except if you want to start over and I think you, they they should I mean they really yeah, should because I should. Harden is not leading a Harden is never going to lead a mid team to a championship. It's just it's not going to happen. Or a finals. He's not LeBron. Only LeBron can and even, do that. I mean, LeBron could get him to the finals. He never really won with a mid-team, but he did get there with mid-teams in the past. Um, I don't... Harden can't get out of the West with a mid-team on his own, and not no one could. The West is tough. It's not really a knock on Harden, but... You should. I honestly think they should deal them. They should try to get something similar to what the Pelicans got for AD, and it'd probably be more because Harden is probably viewed as a bigger get than AD was at that time. They absolutely could get a fantastic return for him, so I don't see why they don't. They don't. It's going to be a risk, but. Are you gonna, you're not going anywhere right now just having a top two core of Harden and John Wall. You're just not. This team, you know, maybe they might wind up being the eighth seed, maybe. But what what are you going to do with that? You're going to get trounced by LeBron and AD and everyone else on the Lakers. And they just did. I mean, we saw everyone... After that game one, everyone was like, "Oh, they can't handle Harden, Russ," uh, and then they, <laughs> and then they handled them uh, in four and straight. Then they games handled Harden and Russ. Gone to the Nuggets. <laughs> um, I look. The reality is, right now, it's going to be very hard for Western teams to beat AD and LeBron. Um, so, especially a Rocket team like this that's not very deep um i think it's just i think you need to just prepare for future years i think this is i think they should just re-enter a rebuild mode i mean why not or at least try something different because i guarantee you the team i bet you like if harden went to a nets or a sixers he goes to another finals. He hasn't been to a finals since leaving OKC. So I bet you he goes to a finals. If he's go- if he goes to a team like the Nets or the Sixers, 
pretty much any of the contending teams in the East, he's going to go to a finals. So, I don't... So, teams are... We saw it last offseason with eight... Or, we saw it with AD and everything. We know that teams are willing to pay out the nose if it means that they'll get a ring. Which is a good thing. That's a smart move. If it gets you a ring, you gotta do it. Harden can realistically turn a decent level team into a team that maybe not the favorites, but they're going to be contenders to go to the finals. And teams have the assets to pull this off. So I don't see how the Rockets don't at, at the least explore it and at least consider some offers, see what teams are willing to pay for Harden. And if there's something I mean, think about good, like say say the Sixers give up and beat for him. It's Harden and Simmons. That is a good that is a duo that I could see potentially going to a finals. Um let's say the Nets give up Kyrie. That is KD and Harden. I could see maybe getting out of the East. Um I don't know what other teams in the East would have the um, capital for them or a team that would make sense, but they're, the Sixers and the Nets really should consider it. I think those are the two teams in the East that have the best um, situation and capital to make it happen. And they're Eastern teams, so the Rockets have more incentive to trade out of their conference. You know, I. What exactly do the Rockets get? A playoff spot, maybe. Yeah, it doesn't. Don't I mean, they don't have a the chance at a ring, so. No, so if if they don't have a chance at the ring, and Harden, probably is not going to be that guy that leads him to a ring. I don't see why they stick with it right now. Because right now, he, he might get him to the playoffs. Is that really a standard that as a professional basketball if you're the Rockets, you no. setting for yourself? So why bother then? Yeah, I agree with you. So. I don't know. That's, I that's think that's all, though, there. for this one. I think so, too. So, that is going to do it for this episode of I'm Walking Here. I should probably, I should probably start looking this at what episode number this is going to be before. 121. This is 121. So, thank you for listening to episode 121 of I'm Walking Here. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at IWH Podcast. You can follow myself on Twitter at Ian Cusick. That is spelled C-U-S-I-C-K. You can follow Bryce on Twitter. It's B-R-I-Z-Z. 